You're listening to Creating a Universe, a Love Anarchy podcast hosted by William J. Rogers. On this show, we follow the journey of creatives, artists, and entrepreneurs who are making a name for themselves in the ever-evolving landscape of today's industry. Featuring an insight into both Love Anarchy and the Labaniverse music universe, as well as the individual projects and stories of each of our guests from the music industry and beyond. So whether you're a budding creative or simply interested in what goes on behind the scenes, this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to Creating Universe. I'm your host, William J. Rogers. And today I am here with the maestro composer behind Fever's the Night and Hotlight, Adrian Jawadu. How's it going, Adrian? I fine. And you? Yeah, good. Thank you, man. Good. Uh, just to check, did I did I get the pronunciation on your name remotely correct? <laughs> well, I think so. Can you repeat it? Just to, I, to be sure. I said Adrian Juadu. Well, honestly, perfect. Oh, wonderful. That's a cool name, man. I, I, I dig it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. So thank you so much for joining me, man. Uh, I've been really looking forward to this one, man. I'm a huge fan of your work. And we've obviously um, got to chat a little bit uh, prior, prior, you know, just in messages and stuff. So um, you know, for anybody that's not familiar with uh, your work, would you be have? Oh, excuse me. Would you be able to perhaps give a little bit of an overview as to who you are and what you do? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no problem. Uh, thank you for inviting me, and you know, likewise, love your work too, man. Uh, thank you, man. Say it on camera. <laughs> like, thank you. Deserve it. Um, so. Uh, just to cl- to clarify, I'm the composer of uh, Fibus the Night, but I am not the composer of Heartlight, mm-hmm. where I only do the arrangements, and it is uh, Noemi that is doing the composition side on Heartlight. So my, my main uh, composer project is uh, Fibus the Night. Uh, it's a power symphonic metal band that goes a bit into progressive, but like not over complicated stuff with. Uh, weird bars and stuff, just like the structure of the songs can be a bit unusual uh, because the point of Phoebus the Night is that he tells a story, actually, uh, a bit like like Love and a Verse, in mm-hmm. a way, because like there is a, a whole universe that Axel de Montalembert, the singer, is writing. And every of our release uh, releases is uh, a part of the story. So we have the main narrative arc that is uh, the albums and the first EP. And we're going to do side stories to deepen the lore with uh, EP, EPs under titled like Chronicles. And uh, there's going to be one soon, actually. And it's going to focus more on other stories that are going to and put a different perspective on the main events of the story. Uh, so it's kind of a complicated uh, world because Axel is like a history fan. And I, I have to talk about the story side before talking about the composition side mm-hmm. because the two are uh, very linked together. So Axel um, used our uh, history, the, the history of humankind, and he melts it with uh, fantasy elements. So Phoebus, the knight, and his companion, the knight of Heliopolis, are alchemical uh, alchemic knights, like alchemical knights. I don't know mm-hmm. how to say it in English, but you, you get the idea. And they live for a very long time, and their goal is to elevate humankind uh, spiritually, uh, morally, uh, physically, if possible. And uh, they are fighting, of course, evil. So you, you got this evil, good fight, very, very classic. But... Uh, it gets more complicated than that because uh, the, the story 
who is the bad guy in the you know the historical characters is not uh, always obvious. Uh, mm -hmm. We we chose some maybe um, how can I put it? Sorry, uh, controversial uh, point of view maybe mm -hmm. uh, uh, to who is bad and who isn't, and uh, and actually in the end you see that no one is really black or white. Mm -hmm. So that that that's a very interesting story. Uh, maybe we will dive uh, into it later. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. It depends on what your questions will be. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's very interesting for me because uh, in life, I'm a professional opera singer. Mm -hmm. And so I have uh, the habit to sing music that has a story behind it because I always play character on stage. Mm -hmm. And uh, having this opera culture in my ears and uh, my musical knowledge is... Um, makes me made me want to do a music that would function a bit like an opera. Let's not be pretentious, but mm -hmm. uh, you know what I mean. So my, my goal with Phoebus the Night is to make a music that will tell the tells the story. So mm -hmm. I work with late motives. I work with always the 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 story I ha I have to you know to enlighten uh, for each song and stuff. So I compose for full orchestra and the band, uh, guitar, bass, drums, voices. And mm -hmm. in Phoebus the Night, I'm not the singer, I'm the guitar player. And because like, that was my first instrument. Mm -hmm. and I'm happy to play guitar, uh, you know, next to singing opera. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if, wow. if that's summarize it, uh, <laughs> there's a lot to summarize, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that that summarizes it really, uh, really well. I mean, yeah, I want to delve into like everything there. Um, I think that perhaps um, we could also just touch a little bit further on um, on Heartlight because I, I I kind of said in the intro there that your composer behind. Beavis the Night and Heartlight, and obviously there's this distinction where you're not quite composing for Heartlight. I just didn't know how to put everything that you do in one sentence. Don't worry, man. <laughs> so, so Heartlight is also a really cool band that you're a part of with uh, with your wife, right? Who yes. um, Naomi, who's also in Phoebus the Night um, yes. as a bass player. Yes. And so in this project, she's the lead singer, right? And uh, and you're focused more on arrangements and such, right? Yeah, because like she 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 she's the composer, so. She mm -hmm. sent to me uh, Cubase files with mm -hmm. MIDI tracks, with harmony, drum beats, uh, bass, melody of the voice. I have the, the lyrics and the, you know, the chords. Even if mm -hmm. I have them in Cubase, I also have them uh, on sheets if I want you know, to uh, do some, um, some voicings or, or stuff, just to be sure. Uh, you know? And nice. uh, I start with that and I, I build, I, I build uh, the arrangement of the song. Uh, actually, mm -hmm. when I do it, it's going to be the final version. Uh, you know, like I'm correcting the drums, uh, adding mm -hmm. true guitars, true bass, and then working on the orchestral or synthesizer arrangements. Mm -hmm. orchestral, because like, I, I, I don't know if I can call my synth arrangements really, you know, arrangements. It's quite simple what I do uh, on that side. Sure. The simple, simple and effective, man. I mean, yeah. uh, and, and, and sorry. Go on. No, I, I was just going to ask if... Um, uh, am I right in thinking that you also mix and master uh, that? That I know. Um, I know that we spoke a little bit off off camera before that you have you mix and master the Phoebus EPs. Is that correct? 
Ah, um, yeah, yeah, and not yeah. the album. So how about Heartlight? Are you also mixing and mastering? Yeah, I'm doing the the mixes and the and the wow. master. But you know, at my level, I don't pretend to be a professional master. Yeah, mixing. it's yeah. part of the same thing, really, isn't it? It's it's the mixing, but with some extra stuff on the mastering. Plus. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm the same. <laughs> so I, I do what I can. You know, I, I dive into it on the internet, uh, search for some tips, mm-hmm. try stuff, and you know, adjust it with my ears. But I, I'm sure it could be. Uh, could be better but sure. yeah and uh for just to to compliment uh to well not compliments but uh, to complete what you said uh, you were you weren't all wrong when saying i have a composer uh, role in heartlight because mm-hmm. sometimes uh, i mean my solo obviously my guitar solo mm-hmm. um th- there is solo part that noemi writes especially for the next album but you know the, the real guitar solo when you do that yeah that, that's yeah, yeah. That, that that's my composition and sometimes mm-hmm. some riffs we do them together mm-hmm. like we we discuss and we're like okay could 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 we add maybe a riff here okay noemi mm-hmm. what do you have uh as an idea oh maybe we should we could do it like this and you know and there is also sure. a, um a work at two people on that mm-hmm. of course yeah, yeah yeah so yeah as as a band member i, I suppose you know uh, would you contributing but but it's not the case in Phoebus the night for example yeah so with Phoebus from what I gather you have Axel the lead vocalist and he's really the guy that's coming in with the concepts which is very rich in-depth lore all this world building stuff which is obviously totally up my street absolutely fantastic um but he's coming with the story and am I right in thinking did you say as well that there would be like a, a novel or something that goes with this as well. Yeah, uh, actually, there, there are, there's going to be several novels. Amazing. One for each release. Mm-hmm. But they're going to come later because it takes a lot of time to produce yeah. them. Uh, I can say that he's pretty much advanced on the novel about uh, the first album, Ferrum Ferro Ferro Ferro. Mm-hmm. And uh, also uh, the novel for the next EP, coming soon called the cursed lord amazing we're gonna announce it tomorrow so i'm sure by the time okay release the video it is gonna yes to, to see yes it. okay so that that's gonna be and that's cool nice at least i've got a special uh special preview here <laughs> cool man um cool so, so so he's really coming in with the stories the ideas the concepts and i guess that is driving a lot of the lyrics and the narrative um and so he's kind of I assume coming to you with these ideas and telling you a story yeah. and then you seem to be approaching it very much in a way like a film composer, you know, like, like you've got this whole kind of franchise in a way to score, to soundtrack. Yeah, Is that yeah. a right assumption? Like perhaps you can go more into how you approach this process. Actually it's half of this. I mean, he, he, he comes with the, with the story, the ideas, we discuss them because mm-hmm. sometimes uh, I can. I have the right to give my opinion, and sure, he, he changes some details. But I mean, it's uh, really details because what, what what he brings every time it's really really great. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really has this talent to build a story. It's crazy when, mm-hmm. when you will be able, you people and and you William to read the novel. Honestly, yeah, I can't wait. Not nothing to say. It's it's fantastic. Uh, and so when I when I got that. Um, you, you, you're right. You're, you're half right because yeah, I think about like soundtrack movie. But mm-hmm. as you know, um, 
we we are we we are several vocalists actually in the band. Mm-hmm. In the album, it doesn't uh, actually. It was the first thing we did. Even if we released uh, the Last Guardian, the first EP before, mm-hmm. it was the album that was written before the first EP. You, you got yes, it. I say so yeah. With the idea, idea coming, uh, ideas coming and stuff, uh, we were like with Axel, okay, that would be great if more people of the band could sing and uh, embody some characters of the story. Mm-hmm. So you got this, yeah, movie soundtrack, but I, I also, I'm very much inspired by classical music. and Yeah, opera. the opera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's important. Even if you also have a, a like musical uh, side because mm-hmm. it's complicated to go opera uh totally opera but yeah you have some dialogue sections and things like that right um, yeah less uh in the in the really uh in the actual release uh we uh the in the cds we already released not so much but for example in the next ep we try Mm. to go more uh that way so we got a song where uh i quote the dsire by mozart from the regular and we we di- we have dialogues between the characters. We, we sing dialogues, and mm-hmm. I-, I really like this because even if Axel stays the main singer, the lead singer, it it kind of you know give more. Uh, oh, fuck, I don't have the word. <laughs> In French, we would say envergure, like it it gives a, an opening. I would say, Let's mm-hmm. say to to what you hear, and oh, there is a voice here. What what what, what did she said? Oh, what did he say? And. Mm-hmm. You know, it yeah, absolutely. Paints a picture. Yeah, more more lively side to uh, to some songs, and for the opera sides, I'm gonna reveal that the last song actually is uh, of this next EP, uh, the Curse Lord, is gonna be um, a cavatine and a cabalette, uh, but you know, metal, yeah, wow. metal, uh, and it's because there there is a, a feminine character that Noemi is gonna play, and so, mm-hmm. so she's gonna sing on that song. And so she has really like an aria, cavatine, recitative, cabaret. Nice. And so I, I try to re-go into, more into this classical side because I think it's not so common mm-hmm. in uh, symphonic metal to really have classical writing. Yes. So we have yeah. a lot of uh, movie style stuff and I like them because I do them also. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wanted really to go with Phoebus the Night, you know, to, to like create kind of a bridge between those mm-hmm. two cultures. Uh, so people listening to Phoebus the Night are like, oh, what's this piece? Because I, I always write in the booklets, you know, uh, where it come from. Yes. Like uh, in the first EP, Last Guardian, we have a quote from uh, Cantique de Jean Racine de Gabriel Fauré. Mm. Uh, we have a long quote of this uh, choir piece. Mm-hmm. So it's written in the booklets. And I got this idea that maybe people from the metal world are going to be more interested in opera, classical music, mm-hmm. and maybe the reverse, I hope. That yeah. People listening to classical maybe will see metal differently, uh, approaching it differently, and mm-hmm. and maybe take interest for interest for it. That would be great, you know, to mm-hmm. like bridge. I like this idea. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm also a huge fan of, of classical music. And I think that that's a really wonderful thing um, to sort of uh, breathe new life into into these traditions and like the greatest <laughs> works of art of, um, you know, arguably even of human history, uh, musically, like to be able to kind of reincarnate them, I think is a wonderful thing and, and pay tribute. Um, I also think it's really cool because 
in the concept, in the story that you are, you know, soundtracking here, um, you have, as you say, this basis of over human history. So your characters are fantastical, but they're sort of time travelers that are going throughout human history. Yeah. Um, so the fact that you have like classical music in, ingrained in that stuff that is like the cornerstone of that history, you know, it, it just it fits perfectly. It's very clever. Yeah, you got it. That, that was my idea also to yeah of course i don't always quote composers that are from the time period yeah like very specific uh, yeah yeah, yeah, I yeah not always but well I, I do what i can it gives this vibe yeah but uh it's true i, I quote a lot of uh classical music but I, I also try to write some parts uh in this style for example in the beast within uh, mm -hmm. from the first album, Ferum Ferro Ferro Ferro, you got a whole part with a choir, mm -hmm. like Bach style. Yeah. But it's not from Bach. I try to imitate also some style to also bring new music uh, mm -hmm. in this style and, and compose the metal parts um, close to it. Mm -hmm. And um, to, to give this sense of, you know, like you just don't, you don't just have, uh, like I compose a part with some track vibe and all of a sudden, classical music i, I mm -hmm. try to it's yeah it's a lot man it is a lot more natural than that for sure and you were right like they're, they're actually it's they're not really time travelers but they're mm -hmm. alchemists they they're they are alchemists so mm -hmm. they found the philosopher's stone mm -hmm. so they live for a very long time so yeah they, oh i see yeah okay. yeah but i'm gonna add something there are also planes walkers so mm -hmm. they can travel through planes and mm -hmm. Right. Universes. So mm -hmm. that, that that's very nice because we could do basically an album about anything. Yeah. 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 That's that's ultimately the, the tool. Yeah. I think. I, yeah. I got you. I, I, I kind of remember the so they might not technically be time travelers, but in a way you guys are because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you guys you guys can travel anywhere on the timeline and put these characters there yes so, sorry I, i'm not saying that just to correct you but just because no no i think it's me you know to to go more in depth uh, I, I man i love it i love it and I, I love the clarification and as well for people listening they can they can understand that man i mean the fact the the thought that you guys put into this is is amazing i that's i that's like my favorite thing man you know it's it's the ultimate um like an ultimate passion of mine to think about all these things and put that work in. And so, you know, to hear that from someone as yourself is always really cool for me, man. Yeah. But because we have kind of the same idea I mean, uh -huh. with Love and Averse, you get pretty much the, the, the same general idea, even if it's different mm -hmm. uh, in the, in the making and the, the, um, the subjects you chose, it's different, mm -hmm. but in the end, it's, it's kind of the same thing, a big universe, yeah. stories to tell and music to create, to go with mm -hmm. them. And and I, I just like you, I, I love this idea. Actually, it was Axel's idea first. Mm -hmm. So let, let's give to Caesar. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I don't get the, the expression in English, but uh -huh. uh, you got it. And actually, he, he wants to go even further because he wants to do also a comic book someday. Amazing. Uh, and yeah, well, if he has, if you're gonna do a novel, then yeah, why not? Why not a graphic novel? Yeah. And and I mean, honestly, the novels. Uh, I was really amazed about how he goes into details, historical mm -hmm. details. Everything is so well documented that mm -hmm. it gives this sense of, of you know, you 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 the world 
feels real. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, every little thing has its place in the story, in the background, mm -hmm. uh, just like like Soulsborne games. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing is left to uh, to hazard. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got you, I understand. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, my vocabulary is not always on point. Oh, that's uh, that's quite all right. I mean, obviously, um, you know, actually that leads into my question I was going to ask, um, is that when, when Axel writes, and for instance with these novels, is he writing in English or in French? Uh, he, he writes in French. I thought so, right? Because, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's your first language, right? So, makes sense. Yeah. So, do I you think... Do you think novels and stuff like that would be published in French or French maybe in French and English? Yes, we plan to, oh. to translate them because that would be a shame that mm -hmm. they would be only available in English. But we will have to find a good translator. Yeah, that doesn't work for too much money. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because you'd really want to capture the nuance, not just have a direct translation, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that would be that would be nice. Yeah, to have translation that that. Translate the, the humor because also there is yeah. a lot of humor, surprisingly, mm -hmm. but really in the style of French comic book. Like nice. If you, if you read, I don't know if if in England you have uh, the Chronicles of the Black Moon or those kind of stuff. Yeah, cool. You, you know yeah. that? I, I'm not I'm not familiar with it, but it sounds okay. cool. Yeah, 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 it's great. Or uh, Requiem, uh, Vampire Night, maybe. Oh, I, nice. I don't know if you get translations of those mm -hmm. in England, but. They are great comic book and and they they have really a particular sense of humor and Axel is a fan of those stuff and mm -hmm. he got this sense of humor very very uh, very good and and so when you read the novels really mm -hmm. you're into the story and you have a good laugh uh, yeah sometimes and well he, I'm really impatient for them to to be released but mm -hmm. he has to finish them of course before. Mm -hmm. And we, yeah, we that's work wonderful. on a lot of stuff, so it's complicated to to do everything. Of course, yeah, of course, man. Yeah, that's 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 really really fantastic. Mm. And what's great for me, actually, as a composer, is that uh, when you got always stories coming, well, you never, yeah, like you never lack ideas, music, yeah, mm -hmm. because every little piece of story. Uh, I don't know about you, but like I. Like straight away, I get music in my head. Yeah, it's it. Very, so inspirational. Yeah, yeah, it's it's inspirational. You got a story. Oh, I have this coming in mind on the computer. Bam! One day, one song. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And that that's how we work actually. That that's why we we, I mean, we cannot produce a lot uh, physically because well, you you got the finan financial uh, side of things that prevents mm -hmm. us to you know print too much uh, CDs and stuff, but. Yeah, we, we are so into it that uh, music is always composed, mm -hmm. we are always written. I mean, we already got the second album ready uh, in terms of mm -hmm. uh, composing, compo ah. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of writing, it's ready. We just nice. record it. But, yeah. And maybe we're going to do a bit of a break because a break in, I mean, writings, because we have also to tour, record. Yeah, yeah, lots to do, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, lots, 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 and lots of of things to do. Yes. Yeah, amazing. So, just just to like give people a little bit more of depth um, to what's currently there. Then, so you have the first EP, you have the um, first album, which, as you mentioned, the first album was actually the first thing you wrote, but it was really second. The, the EP was released before it, the Last Guardian, 
Um, both amazing records, by the way. Um, and from what I recall from, from chatting about it before, um, these two records are based within a certain arc of your story, yep. based in a particular point in history. And from what I gather, the next release as well, or one of the next releases, I think, is part of that, and then other ones. So so perhaps you could maybe just delve in a little further to um, what's going on in these albums. Yeah, yeah, no or problem. Records. I'm going to try to summarize, the, uh, summarize them. <laughs> so the first EP is the prologue to the first album, okay? Mm-hmm. And the next EP is a side story. So yeah. Something else. And the next album will be the end of this first narrative arc that uh, is happening into the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. So you, you want me like to tell a bit what's happening in the story? Uh, in the Yeah, I'd love to. I think the French Revolution is an awesome saying, by the way. I mean, especially fitting as you guys are French, obviously. But yeah, I'd love I'd love to get more of yeah. a uh, overview of the what's going on. I'm going to summarize the story yeah. I know, but I must warn you that I am not the historical specialist. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, if you Maybe I won't be able to answer some questions afterwards. But We'll so, take the footnotes. That's cool. But, uh, that's nice because I, I'm going to be able to demonstrate uh, how the story is written. Uh, so I don't know if you, if you know that, but um, one of the triggers of the French Revolution is the eruption of the Mount Lackey in Iceland. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, wow. this volcano erupted, and the dust from it uh, went all over Europe, and they, it started to cause a problem in agriculture, start famine, and the the rising of the people. In Phoebus, in the Phoebus verse, uh, we have a very bad being called. I mean, people called it the beast, but mm-hmm. it's, it's actually a vampire lord, mm-hmm. and. Um, the story of the EP starts in Iceland, and uh, this this being the beast is attacking the dwarf fortress of Barasdum, that is located into the volcano of the Mount Lackey. Right, nice. And the beast attacks with an army of dark elves, and they uh, they make the city surrender. They kill the king. Uh, they imprison the princess into the personal dimension of the beast called the Darkest Woods. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they they start a ritual to make the volcano uh, go into eruption. So in Phoebus' story, it's yeah, wow. that the volcano. I love that. So this is how you take like the historical event, and but you put fantasy in there and get like infinitely creative. That's so cool, yes. man. I love that. Yeah, that, that that's that's Excel's idea again. Uh-huh. And so that's why in the song I put like some ah, uh, uh, what's the name? In French, we say cornemuse, uh, backpipes. I put some backpipes. Oh, cool. I put some, uh, you For know. the dwarfs, is that then? Folk melodies, yes, mm-hmm. and because of Iceland. Right, okay. I, I'm pretty sure backpipes has an origin in Iceland also. Okay, cool. I should check it, but I think I read that somewhere. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway I, I figured out that if it wasn't the case, it works with dwarfs. So, certainly, certainly. Let's go. Yeah. With it. <laughs> uh, and actually, in this song, you got Noemi playing the princess. Uh, so she's a dwarf princess, is that yeah, right? Yeah, uh, Noemi mm-hmm. is playing the dwarf princess, uh, saying she has to to go and ask the knights of Heliopolis for help, but she ends uh, imprisoned by the beast. And so the beast knows what I'm going to say he's doing, uh, because the point was to help trigger the French Revolution. We don't know why yet. 
I know why, but I, I can't say it now because it would be spoiler. Okay, spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> Afterwards, the beast is going to France. Mm-hmm. And uh, with his vampire lieutenants, start to help the riot going. So uh, Axel took another uh, historical event, the, the attack of the Bastille, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and for the song, the first head, actually, um, it's the vampire Camille Desmoulins. So mm-hmm. of course, in history, Camille Desmoulins is not a vampire, but in Faber's story, he's a vampire and he's a lieutenant of uh, of the beast, like Robespierre. Mm-hmm. So Axel chose to take those people that are, you know, uh, martyr of the revolution and put them into the, the wrong side. Of, yeah, the of- vampire revolution. <laughs> yeah, and and the, the, uh, Camille Desmoulins is going to, I think, He's gonna tell tell a lie, you know, t- saying that soldiers are on the Champ de Mars to uh, to uh, oppress the people, and so people go crazy, and the attack of the Bastille starts, and the first head is falling. So the beast got it got it all planned, and mm-hmm. of course, his goal is not. Uh, I mean, it's gonna be more than political. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna say more. Sure. I mean, he's a he's a bad guy, so he's you know. Whatever yeah, he's yeah. he's gonna enshroud the world in darkness and and all of these things, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, yeah. He is really evil. Really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's the embodiment of evil. But I think uh, in the novels and stuff, we're gonna see a character a bit more nuanced than mm-hmm. just evil, evil. But well, yeah, he's not gonna do good to the world. Mm-hmm. Not at all. In the third song, the time of the light, the knights of Heliopolis are sensing that something is you know going wrong and to give hope to humanity they uh, participate to the declaration of the right of man and of the citizen with lafayette mm. you know and so that's why in the song you got in french uh, the first articles mm-hmm. and it's lafayette saying them in the song so they nice. do that like it's a bit pacifical but you know they start with this kind of reaction because like they they have to elevate humanity, not go all berserk and be like, okay, we're gonna kick your ass now. Like that's not the spirit. <laughs> and uh-huh. during these events, uh, you got the last song of the EP, the Last Guardian, happening at the same time. Um, one of the knights of Heliopolis called the Iron Queen, Celine. Um, I, I don't have all the elements to say why uh, she's called the Iron Queen, but she's a very important character for the knights of Heliopolis. She's like mm-hmm. uh, a mage. Like a druid, mm-hmm. a druid, druid, druid. Yeah, druid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Druid. Okay, and uh, she's also sensing that something is not going well. Something bad's gonna happen. So she goes to Notre Dame, the cathedral, mm-hmm. and prays to uh, to the the one they call the first one. Like in Phoebus, we say the, we we use the word God sometimes, but mm-hmm. do not go into okay. It's a Catholic power metal band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's not the case. I mean, we are not especially Catholic, but we, we, we say the first one because like alchemists knows more because like they're mages also. Yeah, they're called, the, high, the higher, yeah, the higher power. The higher and, and it's not, uh, it's not the God uh, described in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good entity. It's here for the universe, for uh, all things to function and stuff, mm-hmm. but you know, he's, he's not the white bearded guy in the clouds. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. 
And the beast knows that she's going to pray at Notre Dame alone. And so, hey, he's coming with his minions and they encircle her. And the song is a dialogue between Celine, the Iron Queen, and the beast. That's why you mm -hmm. got the screams and the feminine voice. Mm -hmm. So the beast is saying that he's going to take her into the darkest woods, his personal dimensions. Mm -hmm. And Celine is mocking him, provoking him, calling mm -hmm. to God in front of him. Just, you know, to say, like she's saying, well, maybe his rival is trying some stuff, but he didn't do so much because mm -hmm. the knights gathered, signed the declaration of the right of man of the, and of the citizen. And, and there is there is hope. And in the song, actually, um, she says that uh, he could only stole one piece of Avalon. The, um, you know Avalon, it's the, um, mm -hmm. fuck. You know where, <laughs> where, where you put Excalibur? Uh huh. Yeah, sure. You know the what? What's the word? Uh, what, the, the stone? <laughs> no, no, no. When, when you put a sword into, you know. Oh, the sheath. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Avalon is also a a, sh a she shield sheath. A, sh <laughs> a sheath. A sheath. A sheath. Yeah, yeah. It's a sheath. The sword. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and. Uh, maybe I'm saying something wrong, but in the story, Avalon is also a plane. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, the beast stole a piece of this plane to create his own dimension mm -hmm. from the Celtic gods. Because in Phoebus the Night, all gods ha has their places. Has mm -hmm. their place. You know, so Celtic gods, Corrigans, fairies, nice. they all exist. The Norse gods. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, North gods, I don't know. I should ask Axel. Maybe I. I, I, but I get the idea that it's kind of co yeah, they're all yeah. coexisting type thing. Yeah, yeah I so got she's that. mocking him, saying, "Well, you just get one piece. Come on, you mm -hmm. didn't do you didn't do so much." And so in the end, she's imprisoned anyway. Uh huh. Yeah. And um, that's where the EP ends. And so mm -hmm. the album starts just after that. Phoebus. Uh, searched for a way to enter the darkest woods for two years after that, and he managed to find a way. So the beast within, Phoebus is roaming into the darkest woods with guilt. We don't know about what, but and the the, the song is called the beast within. Mm -hmm. So there is something here. I don't know what it is. Axel didn't. <laughs> uh, it's a surprise, but you know we can maybe guess that the uh, the beast being born maybe has to do with Phoebus. And that is yeah. portable with the idea. Yeah, I mean, these characters are somewhat linked, clearly. I mean, as, as a main protagonist and a main antagonist. And yeah. even, even in the front cover image of the album, which is a fantastic image, um, you see these two characters facing off against each other. And there's there's definitely, like, one is the good guy and one is the bad guy. It's very clear, but they, they're very parallel in that way. Yeah. I mean, they got the same armor, but Phoebus has the golden sun and the beast has the black sun. Mm -hmm. um, that is a symbol, you know, really, really dark symbol because like mm -hmm. he's evil and yeah, they have basically the same face. Mm -hmm. So you're right. But I don't know yet what's the story point uh, that will explain that. Mm -hmm. um, but well, the beast is roaming the darkest wood in search of Celine. He's not comfortable with something. Mm -hmm. I don't know what. And he manages to find her after roaming the darkest woods, fighting maybe some monsters and skeletons. We, you will nice. see that in the novel. They, they meet, and they are very happy to meet again. 
in the darkest woods, okay, it's not the best place of all, but well, they meet. It's the song The Ion Queen, the second song. Mm-hmm. And then they do a plan to fight the beast in his own dimension. And that brings us to the Scarlet Dance. And the Scarlet Dance is the fight between Celine, Phoebus, and the beast. And mm-hmm. because of their plan that I'm not going to reveal here because it's going to be put in detail in the novel, mm-hmm. they succeed to send the beast to the, tar- the soul of the beast to the Tartarus. It's a dimension beyond the, beyond the frontiers of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not the, the, um, the Greek Tartarus, okay? It's like a very dangerous dimension where mm. uh, soul hunter are going uh, and you, you get all sorts of, of monsters, people, very dangerous people going there uh, to hunt souls, find all artifacts lo- lost there. And the beast is just a soul there and... Well, he's in deep shit because mm. if someone, because he's weaker in the form of his soul without his body. So in the instrumental Semen Pessimorum, you don't get the details of mm. how he got into hell, but he manages to go home look, to hell because like, actually it's, it's his home. Well, mm-hmm. and there he manages to form a new body with the soul of the damned and he sings the song. So the second part of the album, after the second instrumental, is about the beast. It's the beast side. Mm-hmm. And the beast sings about his plan in darkness will prevail. It's the like musical song. Yeah, musical yeah I love play. it. I yeah. love that one. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, fuck, I failed, but you will see, Phoebus. I'm going to kick your ass and kill your king. So we know now that one part of his plan is to kill the king. Mm-hmm. Louis sixteen. Mm-hmm. I think it's Louis sixteen. <laughs> well, I will sound like a jerk if not. But... Your history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As I said, well, uh, are mm-hmm. you sure you cannot edit this part? <laughs> I'm joking. No, of course it's, it's Louis. It's Louis sixteen. Uh-huh. Uh, we know that he wants to kill the king. Why? <laughs> Don't know. But he's going back to Pandemonium, the the capital of hell and gathering his troops in the song, The Children of the Night. So he's gathering his vampire troops, and then he's going to find his dark soulmate, Lilith, and the queen of the Black Sun. So it's the eighth song. Right, okay, yeah. He's going to need her to fight Phoebus in the Knights of Heliopolis because she holds the Spear of Destiny. Mm -hmm. So the the spear that um, pierced the body of the Christ, right? Mm -hmm. It's an artifact with immense power, and he needs her, and also it's his soulmate, his mm-hmm. lovers, his, his dark lover. So he's going there with the army and try to convince him with a serenade, and it's the song The Queen of the Black Sun. Yeah, great song. Then you got Parabellum, the, the third instrumental to enter the final act of the album, and uh, this uh, instrumental symbolizes both factions preparing for war. You know, Parabellum, going to war in Latin. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got the renegade alchemist Claude Frollo, you know, the character from, uh, from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Axel chose to use this character because like, I mean, it works. This guy, yeah. he's all about religion, but he goes to the wrong side. Well, why uh-huh. not make him a bad guy, renegade yeah. alchemist? And he's opening a portal at the Cathedral of Chartres, uh, to let the armies of hell go through with the beast and Lilith. 
So, well, basically, things are not going well. Uh, the Beast and his vampires uh, manage to trigger the terror when uh, revolu re revolutionaries are going to massacre and slaughter nobles and aristocrats. Mm -hmm. you know? And so the song Massacre de Septembre is about this. It's, a, it's about the, the slaughter of the Princess of Lambal and mm -hmm. Phoebe's crying over her body and saying, my good my God, why, why is this happening? You know, mm -hmm. so it's a bit, you know, to denounce a bit that fact because we're not talking so much about it in France. Um, mm -hmm. It's not part of the story we are very proud of because, well, uh -huh. obviously that was not really, you know, phil philanthropical. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, not really. <laughs> okay. And that gives Phoebus, you know, the trigger. Okay. I have to call my friends. So, he calls to the Knights of Heliopolis, uh, Arcade, played by Noemi, Oswald Kroll, it's me, mm -hmm. Hadrian, uh, the other guitar player. Mm -hmm. oh, so it's also his real name, but you know, it's Hadrian, the Roman emperor. Mm -hmm. That's nice. That's his uh, historical character. And Robin of Loxley, uh, that is uh, Guillaume Remy, the drummer. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he calls them and he's like, okay, now. We are gonna fight. Uh -huh. The song Ferum Ferro Ferro Ferro, because uh -huh. it's the credo of uh, the Knights of Heliopolis, and actually, it's also the credo of the family of Axel, the Montalembert. Uh, right. Okay. It means I wear iron, and I'm wearded by iron. That's what the title of the song and the yeah, album means. Ferro Ferro Ferro. Yes. Wow. It means in Latin. Yeah, it, that's some amazing alliteration, man. Like yeah, yeah. I I remember obviously that's the title on the album. Uh, and I remember seeing that as a track, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that that's cool, like that's so funky, uh, like almost like a tongue twister. <laughs> like, how do I say that? But then, man, that song is just outrageously catchy. Like the first time I heard that hook, yeah, I, I was like, wow, that's so cool. I mean, I I had to blast it right before we uh, put this episode on, <laughs> right before we got on the call. I was. <laughs> I was like, I have time for one song, and I was like, boom, <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> Actually, little story about this song. It's a song I wrote in 2010, and wow, it was never released. Uh, just like Children of the Night. Wow, uh, it was never released on an album. So I was like, wow, this this goes pretty well with the mm -hmm. symphonic power metal we want to make. So I took this song, amazing, and it became Ferum Ferro Ferro Ferro. Nice. So that's the big battle. Yeah, no, that's the preparation of the big battle. Okay, okay. The, the knights are, are coming. They're going to the cathedral of Notre Dame where most of Lilith's troop are gathering. Mm -hmm. We don't know why. Why are they going to Notre Dame? Mm -hmm. The beast is not there. There is only Lilith. And in the Sword of Justice, they are going to fight Lilith and her troops. And mm -hmm. there are so many. And Lilith has the spear. So, mm -hmm. mm, and... The Knights of Heliopolis are only, there are only five at that time. So maybe there is Selene with them. Uh, mm -hmm. So maybe there are six. I don't remember. No, there is Selene with them. Mm -hmm. So Selene is not played by anyone in the band, but it's uh, it's the soulmate of Phoebus. You know, mm -hmm. I see. Yeah. You, you got the, the same, uh, the same, and you know, um, duality in mm -hmm. characters with Lilith and Selene. Lilith being yes. Selene being the good one. So I, so just, just as a quick side note, um, from what I gather, you have your main like character. Each band member plays one of the main characters, the Knights of Heliopolis. Heliopolis. 
Um, and obviously Axel is like Phoebus, the, the main protagonist. Um, but then you guys collectively are also playing the roles of these other characters. Yeah. Like on yeah. the record. We have no yeah. choice because like we're, <laughs> we're not enough people and it's going to be complicated to transport, I don't know, 15 people. <laughs> race, yeah. You know, in the song, hey, that's my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for a oh, line yeah, 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 yeah. Of yeah. course. I, I, actually, like in the fall of Barazdum, I'm also playing the, the Dwarf King on one phrase. Ah, yeah, cool. Uh, it's the phrase like uh, when I say, I don't remember the words. Just that's your part. Enemies since forever want to come. You know, it's this phrase. It's the it's the dwarf kings and Noemi's playing Zigrid, and in the album she's doing you know Celine in the back in the Iron Queen or Lilith in the back in the Queen. Yeah, amazing. She also plays Lilith at the end of the Sword of Justice. So mm. the last song of the album, it's the fight between Lily's troops and the Knights of Heliopolis. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they fail. The Knights of Heliopolis fail. They don't oh, have, uh, you know, a, an artifact powerful enough to counter the, the Spear of Destiny. Mm-hmm. So the album ends on the cliffhanger. They're in front of Notre Dame, losing the battle. They're fucked. <laughs> you know, what's gonna happen next we need Gandalf to turn up in the light of the... <laughs> yeah <coughs> well I, I I won't spoil the story of the next for album. sure we'll, we'll see yeah yeah of course we'll, be... we'll, we'll talk about that one when, when it comes out <laughs> yeah yeah we hope we hope yeah, I'm not it's not a promise but we hope it's gonna be out next summer okay amazing wow I mean it must be so much work to put together records these yeah. records, man, they're huge, huge actually, productions. Actually, the the fun the fun part is it's not so long to compose. Like Ferrum Ferro Ferro, we did it in three weeks. Oh my, wow! The EP. But you say you had some parts as well that had been yeah, yeah, around yeah. for a long time. Yeah, you're right. And the EP Last Guardian, we did it from zero to mm. a final product in one month. Amazing. So we we work fast, and for the Last Guardian, it was even faster. What was complicated with Ferrum Ferro Ferro Ferro, it was, you know, all the thing after uh, recording, composing. Uh, mm. we, we had much trouble to find a label. Uh, we found we found one, but they, they are late for the worldwide release. So we we released our our stock because like mm. we announced the date several times and it got so late. It was crazy. That that's why between the um, I mean the, the record was ready long before the release. Mm. <coughs> sorry, I'm sick. So oh, sorry to hear that, man. Well, that happens. Yeah, <coughs> I'm gonna drink a bit of water. Yeah, you do that. You do that, man. No worries. And the curse lord, well, say same thing. It was, I mean, we we composed the the curse lord uh, on a longer period of time because first it was planned to be like a Patreon project, but we dropped that because like okay. Too stressful to mm-hmm. release one song, one uh, short story. You know, every two months, mm-hmm. not possible. I mean, I we, we prefer to work when we have time. Yeah. So we're gonna release the EP, uh, physical and digital, and that that that's easier like like this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm gonna start to be a bit overwhelmed by the the amount of work. So. I'm going to take mm-hmm. a break on the composition, on the writing, music writing side, and we're going to finish the second album, record it, do the editings and stuff, and, mm-hmm. you know, and find some finance, f- financial help to 
to be able to produce it because well obviously you know how it is when you start a band we did that we did not make money on yeah. uh, on the the selling we were just for, for now um refunding refunding what we yeah and we, what we you found, put into yeah, it's expensive and, yeah <laughs> and we we are far from the from the you know the the refund point because even if we did a crowdfunding it wasn't uh, what we gained with the crowdfunding wasn't enough of course to do the whole thing product yeah it's just a bit of, because you know. we, we mixed the album it it wasn't me because we wanted really to have a great sound and we mm -hmm. were very happy to do it with uh, Joost van den Broek yeah yeah fantastic yeah 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 and he he did an an awesome work I think on the album it's he did yeah yeah i mean i already told you that privately but yeah he's a, he's a great mixer excellent yeah. choice man uh and yeah the, i think man to be honest i think the production sound fantastic on all the music even the stuff that you've mixed i think you've done an incredible job but um but yeah the album sounds absolutely uh, absolutely huge man yeah we were very happy he, he accepted to work with us and and we want of course to to have the second album mixed by him mm. i would i would cool. because yeah you know i, I mix but well, I'm not. I'm not him. I don't. Yeah. Have his knowledge is and uh, and stuff. A lot of extra work as well. <laughs> Sorry, you, you did. You, uh, no, just yeah, no, just that it's a lot of extra work for you yeah, to mix yeah, the whole album, man. <laughs> you, you're right, but uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. But also, I know I'm not, you know, gonna arrive to the same result. So, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. So just to know. just to clarify, then you 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 write very quickly as, as a band. Um, and obviously then it gets a bit stuck in the weed with like release weeds with, um, yeah, with the release schedules and logistics with labels and stuff like that. Um, but the recording process, like, how is that for you? Is that a particularly lengthy process then? And I'm assuming that when you write, like you probably are demoing, like with yeah. kind of laying the whole project out, right? Well, so actually, yes. When I'm composing, the whole mm -hmm. orchestra is done. My guitar, yeah. my guitar parts are done. Yeah, uh, I wrote a demo drum part. Then Guillaume recorded it uh, at home. Oh, great! <coughs> with uh, an e drums because I mean, okay, small private. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, perfect, man. That's great. Yeah, but but that's great it. because, like you know, with superior drummer, you get so 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 much awesome sounds. But totally, like, yeah. He, he plays the parts. Yeah, that's great. That's the that's a fantastic way to do it. I think he sent them back to me. I I write the scores for Axel to read and and learn the song. He he sent me his tracks. Uh, Adrian sent me his tracks and Noemi. Uh, uh, I mean, I I do the score for her too, and she she record and then I put everything back together, and mm -hmm. then I mix. I mean, for the EPs that that's how I do. I mix, I master, and then and then boom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. So, so yeah, it's it's a it's a faster process. It's more complicated. It was more complicated for the album because we wanted to have a label for it. Yes. So, so when you say the the writing, like if the writing is quick, but but I see. Yeah. So I suppose writing and recording are kind of one, right? Is that is that correct? Like they're kind of one in the same process. And so really, it's it's getting everything together, and then it's a case of mixing whether you mix it yourself or sending it off. But then yeah. that's actually the production finished. Yes. Absolutely. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So, so that stuff, so you guys are super productive with that basically, yeah. mostly because you're <laughs> governing, like producing that and like, yeah. you're basically producing the record. Yeah. 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 That mu musically. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I yeah, am yeah, yeah. The, the record and yeah, we, we, we are, we are very fast because of course I think it's easier when you don't have the, you know, the, 
the community side of composing. I mean, we don't join to talk about, okay, how yeah. this is going to be. I mean, it's me in my head. Okay, I'm going. I make the other listen to it, to, you know, that like they mm -hmm. have a word to say, of course. I'm not like, shut up. That's my song and you want yeah. that. <laughs> of course, yeah. They, they, they have a word to say. Uh, sometimes I ask for ideas if, I mean, I'm happy that people put their ideas in if they have, mm -hmm. if they have some. So I'm like, okay, if you got some riffs or some ideas, well, uh, send mm -hmm. them to me and I will uh, put them in some parts. Uh, we did that for uh, like two parts in the second album where Adrian had some riffs. Mm -hmm. And but basically, yeah. Uh, when I finish the demo, the demo is almost the final product. Mm -hmm. I just need the, the order yeah. to send their parts. I'm correct, and then and then do final mix and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that's that's how it works, and it's it's great because well, that that that's uh, that's fast. Yes. The, yeah. What what takes sometimes it's uh, the part where we are not experts uh, at all, like you know, mm -hmm. graphic. I mean, for the EPs, obviously. We're gonna do it to be more economic. Yeah, so I, I I I did the graphic designs of of the oh wow cool of the of the yeah but like I'm not a graphic designer. <laughs> sure. That, that that takes me time. Mm -hmm. uh, that that's that's what's more the time consuming. It's the the, the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like promoting also. Uh, of course. We have the chance now to work with an awesome PR agent, uh, Marcus Eck from Metal Message. Cool. Uh, very happy with his work. He's a great guy. Very awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's he's really a great guy. Uh, very human. Very kind, uh, and very devoted. So sounds good to, to find him, and we are going to work with him also on the Curse Lord. And he he works on the promotion of Ferrum 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 too. Mm -hmm. So that, right. that's something I can. Okay, I don't have to say. Yeah, you can hand it off. Members. And uh -huh. basically, you know, all members of the band we have uh, several hats. And, uh, of course, yeah. So Guillaume uh, and Adrian now are working on social medias. Uh... <coughs> Sorry. That's all right, man. Take, take uh, Noemi also is doing a bit of social medias, and she 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 searches for uh, she searches for um, venues to play, uh, stuff like that. And uh, Axel mm -hmm. too searches for searching for venues to play. I take uh, the comp composition side and the graphic, put the products, you know, finished product together. That's mm -hmm. And when someone can do a bit of help for the other one, we do, you know, that's how we function for now. Amazing. Yeah, that's it. Wearing hats, man. That's what we gotta got to do in this day and age <laughs> as musicians. I wanted to clarify one thing about, you know, con considering you're sort of governing the music process, how does it actually work with lyrics? Um, does Axel give you the story and then you write the lyrics or he has lyrics already set that you have to fit in or he, he sent me some, he sent me the lyrics mm -hmm. and I do the song with them. Sometimes it's the reverse. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes I do the music first because it first we got a mood board with everything cool. and what nice. it's going to be about. Okay. Right. If I have something coming to mind, reading the mood board, I go, I write. Mm -hmm. Then it's his problem to do the lyrics and goes with yeah. When he sent the, the lyrics first, I tried to do the music going with the lyrics and Axel uh, authorized me to correct them. Uh, mm. Not correct, it's not the, the, the right word, but you know. But to get the phrasing and yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I rephrase some some verses. Yeah. Uh, do some rhymes if I want. 
like I, I got uh, a white card for that. Uh, I, right. Like I do what I want. And uh, I just wrote the lyrics for one song. It's the Queen of the Black Sun. It's my lyrics in it. Oh, cool. Uh, that, that's all. Uh, nice. Nice. I love that. I love that. I love how the mood board and the sort of outline, I guess, like the story outline. So you kind of guys all know what's the vibe of this song and what's the purpose of it. Yeah. And so it kind of means that any ingredients can come first. I, I love that. Sounds like a great process, man. Yeah, it's perfect. And Axel makes those, those mood boards for every release we are going to do. And and we Fantastic. start from there. We start from there. And if I have a, an idea coming, well, as I said, I go right away and compose. What does your mood board look like? Is it like a, um, a document or? It's a PowerPoint. Uh, cool. You have an image. Yeah. Uh, usually a painting that Axel found on, uh, on the internet or uh, in a book. Mm -hmm. And each painting goes with the song. We have the title. Maybe mm -hmm. it's not the final title, but well, a title for a song. Then we have a text describing all the events uh, going into the song. Cool. Nice. So you're getting the, the, the story and the visuals and stuff all in a PowerPoint. And, I love that. And Axel put, put also some musical references across what he would like it to sound. And if I agree, well, I go that that path and yeah. have something else. I do something else. I, I'm free mm -hmm. with that. So if I I read the, the influences and I'm like, well, I have another idea for this, mm -hmm. I go for my idea. Yeah, cool. Because so you, yeah, you've got the main music, say. So yeah, I get it. It's, it's not good. And actually, I think we're not going to do that anymore because I think it's better uh, that the story alone inspires the music. Mm -hmm. You know, because I love that. having references will, will, you know, put you on a path and you're going to follow it. And yeah, yeah it's, it's less, it's less freedom, uh, even if it's unconscious, mm -hmm. unconscious. Yeah. Cause you're already thinking about that other song and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, That's the point. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, but, but well, usually I read the story first. So, because while reading the story, I can have something coming to my head, like for the fall of Barazdum, for example, I was reading the stuff and I got the pa ta da ta 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 coming right away. So I was like, okay. I nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, perfect. And then, yeah, that's your thread. Just follow it down. <laughs> yeah. And, and usually, uh, I don't know how it works for you, but when I got the beginning, I get the yeah. whole song coming in. Yeah, 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 that's it. That's the, you're channeling, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah. song. That's and, it. And it's happening and I am going to my computer and being, whoa. And Amazing. Oh, that's the best. That's the best feeling, man. When you're just in the flow, you, you're inspired. The whole song just comes through you. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's that's the best bit, I think. <laughs> yeah. And actually, the quotes I, I do, they're coming in my head. I mean, I'm not like, okay, what well, I'm going to quote. I, nice. I have, I have the song, you know, going through my head. And then, and then that will just come there. Yeah, yeah nice. and I'm like, okay, okay, that's going to be the quote. Yeah, it's gonna amazing, be man. The song. And uh, actually, there, there, there are more quotes in the curse lord, uh, the the one coming, because like when I read the the beginning, I I had already instead of original music, I had the A Night on the Bold Mountain from Musorgsky. Nice, coming amazing. In my head, and I was like, well, that means you got to use this. And yeah. Oh, I love so that. Well. Um, it does yeah. so well with the subjects of the EP. Yeah, man. I. I love that uh, Russian romantic music, man. It's so, uh, so good. And basically, it's it's heavy thrash black metal. This piece. 
Oh, fantastic. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, the, the, the original piece. And I don't uh-huh. know about yeah. it. Uh-huh. it. Well, it's black metal. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Just needs guitars and bass beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally, man. Yeah. <laughs> already there. It's already there. So, yeah. So I, I did some melting with original music and this one uh, for, for this song. Yeah, amazing. But I used a lot of A Night of the Bo- on, on the Bold Mountain because that, that worked so well with the subject. Because, like, to spoil a bit, the EP is going to be about uh, Gilles de Ré. I don't mm. know if you know this guy. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, yeah, I remember he was a pretty messed up dude. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very evil French guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And of course, the Knights of Heliopolis are going to be there to stop him. Yeah. And bring nice. him into court. That's the the, the the subject of the of the EP. So we, we needed a, a dark atmosphere. And the yeah. EP is very dark, but not as like the, the song The Last Guardian. It doesn't have so much uh, growls and saturated vocals because okay. it's an EP focusing more on the Knights of Heliopolis. And Phoebus okay. is not screaming so much. He screams mm-hmm. a bit, but much less than the Beast. Yeah. Oh, so Fever screams a bit as well. I mean, I was assuming that the growls are the uh, are the beast. Yeah, yeah. but not, not always because, mm-hmm. well, as we guessed in the Beast Within, Phoebus is not, he's a good guy. He's a good character. Yeah, but he has the dark side. Yeah, He has something in him. We don't know. And mm-hmm. what? And it is embodied by uh, his screams. So he yeah. screams a bit, but, you know, it's more of the proportion. Yes, yeah, yeah, the yeah, beast, yeah. The beast sings, but... Yes, and Phoebus screams, but much less. Than it's literally the just the the yin yang. <laughs> yeah, you know the 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 little bit of light and the dark and exactly. the dark and the light. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That's yeah. How, that, that's how it was thought. So it's not all black and white. Uh huh. I love that. I love that. I just wanted to quickly ask as well about nice tattoo. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, with uh, with. With Phoebus, with Phoebus tonight. Um, how, how does it work live then? Like you, you mentioned uh, about touring as well, and I, you guys have a show coming up with um, Edvas as well, right? Who yeah, was yeah, literally yeah. just the most recent episode of the podcast as yeah, well. I so it's so to, cool to get I you back to back. You'll have to watch it, but yeah, I saw that you released uh, a video with Victoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, we we became friends because uh, I was listening on uh, on their music on the internet. I was I was like, wow. Such a great man coming from uh, the south of France. I'm from south of France, uh-huh. so uh, I, I I I fell on it and uh, I contacted them right away to see if we could tour together and do a show. So that's the the concretization of this idea, this show. Uh, Amazing with Exanimis, also awesome. Oh yeah, man! I listened to a bit of them um, because Victoria sent them to me, and and oh, it was incredible, man! Like those you three bands, like that's gonna be a hell of a show, man. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, I'm sure it will be a great show. I, I, I mean, those three bands. They, they, I, I am gonna send me flowers too, but <laughs> with with great compositions and writings, and you know, use of the orchestra. Yeah, super epic and and very different ambiances. So they they totally. complete each other very well, I, I believe. Mm. So that that's why we we launched this idea of doing shows between the the three of us. Yeah, we we all appeal to different publics, and at the same times, the publics of each band can you know yeah be interested in the other bands. 
Absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah, I love all three, but as you say, each will offer something different, and I think that's what makes a great yeah, show overall. That that's the the, the whole point, and that that's great. Uh, I mean, uh, advice. It's great. The, the the esoteric, more esoteric, dark, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fairy tale sides with mm-hmm. this big melancholy in it. Uh, mm-hmm. with the voice of uh, of Victoria that is really putting this this side of things uh, in the light. I would say, or maybe. Mm-hmm. In the abyss, um, well, you 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 get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that that works so well. That works. Mm-hmm. So well. And so yeah, so we're gonna have a show. And your question was, uh, uh, and of course, like to be fair, Exanimis, it's crazy. Also, the the orchestrations. The yeah, way. they're heavy, man. Yeah, wow. intense. So, so for yeah, heavy, and their costumes live. Yeah, the masks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's awesome and very technical stuff, and they play very clean. And you you got really a feeling of you know uh, yes. the uh, monolithic epic amazing stuff uh, crazy and so the question is how do we do live to give this feeling of a story well it's simple we have to organize the songs in a certain way so um, so the, the story has a sense so the the set lists follow a certain chronology mm-hmm. and uh, so Axel has two costumes. One mm. for Phoebus, one for the beast. And so we always make a beast or a Phoebus part, then a beast or a Phoebus part, then, you know. And Wow, and he will go and change costume. <laughs> yeah, but we, wow. we have instrumental, nice. and during the instrumental, he's going to change. Wow, um, really theatrical. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to explain the story to the people, we got... Uh, first, we tried to do some dialogues on stage uh, at mm. our two or three first shows. But we figured out it didn't work worked out so much so well, so we chose instead to um, have pre-recorded narrative parts with audiences, yeah. and our interaction with the public is more like uh, you know, if it's the beast on stage, it's gonna be, are you with me, my vampire troops? Come on, make some nice. noise, you know. And if it's Phoebus, it's gonna be knights. Are you gonna be with me to save the France? Uh, you know, you know, cool, you know uh, the, so so it, I think it works better because we get some uh-huh. interaction with the public and they're, they they go crazy like yeah. That sounds amazing, man. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah, and for, yeah, honestly, it's, it's very fun to do, and and we were amazed with the reactions of the public because they they were so in it, and uh, it's it was it was very very a very nice feeling to see that they were in the story and they they were having fun and and stuff and so we, with what we got uh, as uh sorry i talk a lot about about money but for now we don't have so much money so we're doing mm-hmm. it like this but we want when we will have more money to put in that to do also some um what's the word D- decor you know like put i don't mm-hmm. know some uh, some stones yeah you know to decorate the- stonehenge you yeah. know, uh, Spinal Tap, uh, the <laughs> the yes. mini mini Stonehenge that they get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for now, it's gonna be mini Stonehenge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Got to start somewhere, man. Yeah, no, that's awesome, though. And we we want to to have the show more theatrical uh, in the future when we will be able to do to do them that way. Amazing. Uh, maybe sometimes when Noemi is playing a feminine character, uh, we have some. I'm gonna spoil that. We have some duets in the next album, and nice maybe, thing. maybe we are gonna, you know, sacrifice a bit the life side of of things. Maybe mm-hmm. she's gonna put the bass uh, out just mm-hmm. to have the microphone. We will 
put some pre-recorded bass, but mm -hmm. so then maybe can play the scene. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Anything. When there is a fight, I don't know, between a feminine character and Phoebus, or I don't know, you know, but to make the scene real on stage, we're, we're going to think about ideas like this. Mm -hmm. But it will, work, awesome. it will work, of course, only with, you know, duets, real duets or trio. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to do a trio too. Um, it won't work if it's only, you know, a vocal intervention. Uh, intervention. In that mm -hmm. case, she's going to keep the bass like she, she's doing right now. Mm -hmm. If it's me that plays a character, obviously I won't I won't have the solo of the song, mm -hmm. and I don't know play the fight uh, or the song. Nice. You know, we we want to do this with, uh, as I said, uh, keeping of course Axel as the the lead singer, but more vocals intervention to give colors and events for the listener mm -hmm. and to witness live. You know. Mm -hmm. The project is going, I think, that way, and I really like it. And we yeah. will also try to put Guillaume to to singing, so we have a, a fifth voice. Everyone, yeah, <laughs> everyone in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hadrian is coming to it. He has one solo phrase in the next EP, but he has one. Cool. Yeah, isn't that? <laughs> and you know, more and more, we're gonna we're gonna have some more vocal intervention with the character coming in. Yeah. Oh man, that sounds so cool! I, I yeah. wow, I'd lo I'd love to come and uh, see you guys live. You said about touring. Um, are you just playing locally in France for the moment? For Do now, you have anything we did, planned? We we did France and Switzerland, and mm -hmm. uh, we want to play abroad more, but you know we have to to we we need to to have the opportunities to do mm -hmm. that, and that it would be uh, financially sustainable. That's mm -hmm. the whole problem uh, of you know touring when you do some one gig at that time one gig at that time mm -hmm. so we we are we are trying to plan a tour for now uh, but unfortunately for you it's not going to be in england mm -hmm. uh, but of course not yet <laughs> not yet that because we want to go there mm -hmm. we want to go there and play that would be so great well wow, i'd love to i'd love to be in the south of france man watching you and and edvas and <laughs> and that show man like yeah sounds fantastic well you know you you you're just like 5 hours from nancy but uh, the, the next but well it's well sure but uh, I, I of course i understand if you can't make it <laughs> perfectly understandable uh yeah uh, but we, we want i mean the opportunity is i'm sure it's going to you know to appear. absolutely man absolutely you guys are doing incredible work like i absolutely love it like again more people just need to see it and hear it man because like they're gonna love it too like the the quality of work that you do is exceptional man and and i think even if people haven't heard it yet and they just listen to you talk they can hear how much you guys put into it and yeah i mean it's it's an exceptional standard of work man and i fully believe that you know all the things that you guys want to do like you know you're going to achieve so, so it's fantastic man <laughs> thank you so much for for your compliments that 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 goes to my heart yeah it's, it's, it's a pleasure man i like i'm just uh I would love to talk to you all night, man. Um, I'm just conscious. I know that you're super busy. Um, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, there's like maybe a hundred other things that I'd love to ask about, but <laughs> maybe you can uh, ask some, some, some more or less questions. Like, <laughs> and last questions, last questions. Oh, I, I just, the, the problem is I uh, struggle to not open up too much of a wormhole. <laughs> I feel like we might have to do a follow-up one time because I'd love, I'd love to, 
you know, get a chance to maybe talk more about, you know, you personally, um, you know, uh, how you go into music and uh, man, we could talk about the opera thing and, and all of the, all of the stuff, man. But <laughs> if you want, we can take 10 more minutes, honestly. Now we, now that we're, we're in. Okay. All right. Well, in that case, would, would you be able to give like a, uh, I suppose a, another Cliff Notes version of, um, you know, how, how did you personally get into music and what has been your journey from there to what you're doing now? Okay. Um, when I was little, my father and my mother were really um, listening a lot to music. Mm -hmm. And uh, my father put, put me, when I was like five, in an orchestra rehearsing. And I don't remember, wow. this, but it <laughs> seems I was amazed. And I so what, what instrument were you on at five years old in the orchestra? I wasn't playing. I was into oh. listening. Oh, wow. Like, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know okay. I mean? Listening I to the, yeah, yeah. He did that to make me, I think, curious because he, right. he wanted I see, yeah. so bad. He wanted so bad that I play an instrument and do music. Nice. Amazing. <laughs> And so I wanted to play violin because uh, one of his best friends, that now is one of my best friends, uh, Jean-Luc, he's called that, that name, uh, is, a, is a violinist. And he was one of the first violinists of the orchestra of Avignon. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it, it, it got me the, the idea to play violin. So I started the violin at the age of seven. It didn't go pretty well because the teacher was really, really rough. Uh, calling me names and stuff. So yeah. you know, three wow. weeks, three years after, I was like, okay, I don't want to play that. And I wasn't. Wow, three years, though. Okay. I, I wasn't particularly gifted, honestly. Uh, I, I wasn't really like a good, you know, musician at first. But um, I think the teacher is important because I I switched and I mm -hmm. played classical guitar, and my teacher was amazing. He was such right. a great man. And so I did progress uh, so much, so much faster. And so, uh, you know, in conservatory, you got cycles. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I got into third cycle in like four years. Usually you take two or three years by cycle I, I, in France. So I was like very motivated. I worked a lot and I loved it. And fatally, I got one CD at a Christmas from Offspring. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I discovered by that time, also, yeah, it was Americana. Uh-huh, that's a great album. Yeah, yeah, great album. And I also discovered Linkin Park and Rammstein. Cool. And so the sound of electric guitar came to my ears. <coughs> so I wanted to start, to start playing electric guitar. So at the age of uh, 12, I got one for Christmas, and I started writing songs right away. Wow. I'm so bad to have a rock band because... No, the, the real reason is because I watched uh, School of Rock. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. You know, this movie with Jeff yeah, I mean, that came out in our childhood. It was impactful, man. I I saw that in the cinema as well. Yeah. It fucking <laughs> blew my mind. I, I, <laughs> Great movie. Man, I still get goosebumps at like the Battle of the Bands <laughs> yes. scene, you know? <laughs> yeah, actually, we watched it with Phoebus the night uh, with the band uh, at the last, no. uh, before the last concert. Nice. And, uh, it's crazy. And yeah. and so uh, I gathered friends that were playing music. Uh, mm -hmm. Adrian, that is in Phoebus the night. Amazing. My best friend by the time. He played violin and I asked him, 
do you want to play the guitar? So we, 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 we form a band. And because he liked a lot, uh, Aerosmith, he was in. Yeah, cool. So he got a guitar that was, uh, his brother's and I, I learned him to play the, the first, you know, exercises and stuff. And he was very gifted. So he, he managed to play simple riffs and simple solo pretty fast. And we for, we formed our first band that was called Frost. And it was yeah. like a gothic, heavy rock band. Uh, I, I, I was the singer because when I was 10, uh, I was the, playing the second role of, uh, of your musical um, mm -hmm. for, for, ch for children. Uh, I had, you know, second main part mm -hmm. uh, cool. singing because I had a nice voice. I didn't knew it myself but i know the, the people mm. the teachers and the people doing that were like okay let's take him for for this part so uh as we didn't have a singer i figured out okay well i'm gonna sing because maybe maybe it's gonna work but you know how it is uh, when you are 10 and when you enter your 13th uh, the voice is yes <laughs> everything changes on the voice yeah mess, actually. yeah <laughs> Always, man. At that so, age, uh, I worked. I worked on my voice, and uh, but more in the you know modern technique for modern modern singing. And mm -hmm. someday uh, at an audition of my classical guitar class, I sang uh, "Stairway to Heaven," mm -hmm. and there was this uh, chef de chant. We say I don't know the, the word in English. Uh, you know, uh, pianist that makes singers work. For repertoire and opera. okay, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, compliment, yeah. yeah, yeah. So my, my voice improved by the time, and she 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 told me that I should enter the opera class of the Conservatory of Avignon, and I did it. But you know, more for like technique to learn more how to sing, mm -hmm. and I liked it. But I really wanted to do metal, and by the time the band Frost changed, and we became the band Nobelium. There is some releases on the internet and it was a heavy rock progressive band with crazy shit in it. So I was, <laughs> but we, we did more, much more, uh, you know, complex music, but not mm -hmm. complex in the terms of musical writing, but more of the melting of, of chants. Like yeah. you can have a tango passage. In wow. Another. Yeah. You can have, uh, I don't know, uh, yeah, classical passage in another song. You nice. have disco passage in another song, jazz. <laughs> uh, you yeah, know, full prog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the production it. was not good, but I still <laughs> believe the music was. And someday I will record, re-record those songs and make yeah, sounds great album because it was also a concept band telling a story and wow, a story that I wrote. By the way, it was very nice, Metropolis-like and inspired uh -huh. by like uh, both Metropolis and Ganem, the manga. When you say Metropolis, you you're referring to the Dream Theater album or like no, 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 the no, film, no, the, the, the movie, the original film. Okay, yeah, yeah, the original film. Yeah, uh, cool. And, and Gun that is also inspired by Metropolis, so you know. Nice, yeah, great style. Story with you know the same the same concept with an upper city with you know the 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 wealth the the lucky people and mm -hmm. and uh, you got the um, the down and it was all poor and what I, well I'm not gonna say the whole story because it's complicated. Because mm -hmm. there was, uh, you know, before that, there was another universe that's, uh, it's complicated. <laughs> yeah, Frost, we had songs, a series of songs called The King of Birds in a medieval setting. And the story happening there led to the world of Nobelium in the future. So, you know, the, the, I already liked this concept of storytelling and stuff. 
And from there, uh, we did some CDs with, with Nobelium, all auto-produced. And I worked a lot with Jean-Luc, the violinist I talked about before. I, I learned so much with this guy. He, he learned, he, he teached me so much how to approach music, how to play clean, how to compose better, how to mix, because we mixed uh, an album together. So I, I, I learned how to use DAW, like Cubase with him. Uh, I spent so much time at his home late at night working on the the albums of Nobelium, working on the music, uh, recording, and uh, everything. I mean, uh, uh, it's memories I will never forget because, well, we we talked about everything, uh, and and I learned so much. My, my, how I, I function with music comes a lot from this guy, from Jean Luc, and I thank him here. Thank nice. you. Nice. <laughs> thank you, Jean Luc. <laughs> he, he was my mentor. Uh, in a way, Amazing. and uh, you know, when when I bring a band to listen to him, he gave me his opinion why it wasn't good, even if I liked it. <laughs> and uh, you know, and he pointed me stuff in the writing of the music and stuff. So it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. And even his advices on technique for guitar, because like his violinist, even if it's not the same instrument, you know how it works. You can give advices on how to work properly mm-hmm. to improve. Uh, you're playing. So I learned a lot with him. Um, and so we produced a lot of, of songs with Nobelium. We played live a lot also. Uh, it was great, great years because we were all childhood friends in the band. Amazing. Uh, well, that stopped because you know how it is. If the band is not going any further, people start to you know go on with their lives. And yeah. fatally, it ended that, like we split it because, mm. the, you know, there was a lot of magic in this band, but it faded away. Mm-hmm. And I was very pissed about that. Yeah, I bet. And my current uh, opera teacher told me, you know, you could do this job. You were bass, bass voice. There is not so much. And, well, I heard you at this masterclass because I did a masterclass. I was in uh, the back of the room and your voice was going through. So I'm sure you, ha- you have what it takes. And I was like, well, why not? I I already had a contact with opera because the father of of Adrian is a is a great conductor, opera conductor and classical wow. conductor. So when I was at his home, I, I heard a lot of opera, and we and actually uh, uh, the father of Adrian Adrian and uh, his wife told me a lot of advices uh, on how to sing opera, uh, and I uh, th- thanks to them also I learned I learned a lot, and uh, well I I. I wanted to do that because mm-hmm. I would be the only one uh, taking care of my career. You know, mm-hmm. I had this this idea that being with other people would drag you down. But yeah, sure. Of course, yeah. of course, that's false. But in that case, that that's what I was feeling. I was angry about mm-hmm. uh, how how it how it ended. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem with opera is that you don't compose. You're singing yes. other people's music. And I was a composer at heart, starting to compose at the age of 12, and mm-hmm. did so much songs from there. I don't know. I wrote maybe a 60, 70 songs. Amazing. Uh, during all those years. And even more, because I, I was also the drummer for, for some bands. For ah, drums as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. I played some drums in Sentinel uh, and in Samsara, two, two bands. Uh, in Sentinel, I, I composed some stuff too with my, my friend Angelo, uh, that was the, the guitar player at the time that I, I meet because I was, you know, giving guitar lessons and he came to, to learn, learn how to play faster and stuff. 
and mm. that's how we met and i ended in his band uh, because i, I liked Incredible. the music it was good to 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 play some good old heavy thrash metal mm -hmm. with a lot of bass double bass drum i like i like it you know nice of course so great so um so i composed a lot and uh, but 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 at that time i stopped doing metal I, I i listened to it so i i was like 20 23 you know mm. um and so i took opera singing very seriously and i worked so fucking much to have a decent voice and i before that i worked so much to sing tenor in you know modern music mm. and like you know i had to study a lot to understand how opera singing work yeah so, I spent a lot of time researching, reading books, uh, going to coaches, teachers. So that was a long part of my life. Mm. Actually, a well, long part, not, not so long, but it was four years of really studying. Yeah, yeah, how, how to get a good voice, how to understand technique. And so I gathered a lot of vocal knowledge and I started coaching also because oh. I share those knowledge. So I, I also got uh, decent hours of giving lessons of of singing mm -hmm. uh, at my uh, at my cv you know yeah <laughs> uh, did, did some did some re replacement in conservatory uh worked at uh, with scientific people to you know understand better how it works and stuff amazing uh, give my opinion also on some stuff well a lot of a lot of things and i started to get my first contracts as an opera singer and then i was I studying and at the same time, working as an opera singer. Like I was doing both, studying opera, working in operas. And yeah, wow. fatally, you, you, you got to go to a, you know, a, a superior school at some point because I'm a, ba I'm a bass voice mm -hmm. and bass voice takes a lot of time to develop. Like mm -hmm. when you're 26, 27, you're, you're a baby. When you're a baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the voice that, that arrives to maturation the mm -hmm. latest. Like, you're starting to, to be good uh, between your 30s, 35, mm. uh, 40, it's the golden age. Mm. You get the full voice and even some roles, you cannot sing them. It depends, of course, of, of your uh, ba ba the, 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 the base material you have. But mm -hmm. some roles, you cannot sing them even before 45. Yeah, like, wow. For example, Wagner, Wagner roles, if you got a voice for Wagner, mm. well, 40, 45, it's going to be the right time for the wow. uh like Voltan in uh, yeah oh i love that man yeah I love amazing that. part <laughs> again that's 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 some metal right there <laughs> yeah that's some fucking metal but it's fucking hard to sing and you yeah so much endurance i mean yeah i, I couldn't dream to start right. to start working on it right now it's like it's like you need some <laughs> hefty yeah, yeah. kahunas man like for this. Steel, <laughs> that's it man <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so so for now i'm working on on roles i i can sing and mm -hmm. uh i'm happy because i i have some work so that that's great i'm gonna sing at the opera yeah, next year for two productions and uh well i'm gonna just get back a bit when i uh, i wanted to enter a superior school i get the choice between the cnsm of lyon and the h h e m u of lausanne i choose switzerland because mm -hmm. the teacher there uh I, I wanted to work with this teacher uh frederic gendro and i was very happy of my choice because uh our work together 
was really great. Uh, I learned a lot, my voice developed a lot. But when I arrived there, I did a little side black metal project that I released under the name Ooh. of Roi Rouge because I missed metal. I was all alone in Switzerland, no friends, uh, no one. I was a bit depressed, so, you know, black metal. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> it's so I, I released one little um, cassette. I don't know the audio, you know. Yeah, yeah the cassette tape. Cassette yeah, yeah. Tape, yeah. Uh, on a small label, a small black metal label. And well, just just give me two seconds. <laughs> I'm sorry, Michael, if you see this video, I forgot the name of the label. So it's Herbert West Productions. I, I took the cassette to check. Amazing. <laughs> I, I, you know, my, sometimes my memory goes wrong. Just yeah. like for, for Louis XVI, it, it, it is <laughs> Louis XVI. Pyramids, <laughs> it, it came, you know, it was, it was obvious. Maybe it's the stress of the interview. <laughs> um, so I released that yeah. uh, with uh, with Michael, the the boss of this uh, small label on cassettes, and cool. then and then Axel, I, I met Noemi when I arrived mm -hmm. to Switzerland at school. It was like love at first sight. Amazing. And we we ended up together after uh, after six months uh, learning to know each other. We you know even if it was love at first sight, we we took our time. Mm -hmm. and we we got together. She was a singer. It was great because two musicians together, it could only give some new ideas, new stuff. And mm. uh, I knew already Axel because of some friends in Paris, because I lived in Paris for two years before. And that's how Phoebus the Night uh, came to life because Axel listened to the re-recorded songs of Frost I did before leaving to Switzerland because mm. I re-recorded the songs I, re I wrote uh, between my 13 and 16 years. Mm. Uh, on an album it's called the kings of light and the name is frost like the band at that time but mm. it's difficult to find but if you if you type you know the name of the album and the name of the band you will find it but it's yeah. the right artist page on spotify uh -huh. i remember we spoke about that so th i found the album but it's on the page of a random rapper <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, sorry sorry mm -hmm. frost rapper for for the mistake uh-huh uh, he hasn't removed it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that's awesome that so, people can hear it then. So, so Axel heard it and he was like, I want to work with this guy. And that, that's how, you know, it, we, we ended to create Phoebus the Night together. So that, uh, Amazing. that's a good, good summarization. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff there. Just, just to finalize it off, when, when did Phoebus the Night form then? It was in 2019. Amazing. 2019, yes, in uh, cool. June. Nice. The, the project started there. F Axel was already doing some some stuff in the name of Phoebus, just Phoebus. Oh, cool. Some covers, and he did a video clip. But uh, I mean, I wasn't there at that time. Then mm -hmm. the band, you know, became Phoebus the Night. We changed the name to like maybe do a different say a difference between those two periods. Yeah. Uh, uh, <coughs> And then we, we gathered the members. Noemi watched School of Rock. She wanted to play the bass. Yeah. Yeah, a G. Dum. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, it wasn't planned for her to be in the band, but uh, Axel, Axel had the idea that she, she came to play the bass. So she learned to play bass and the album in four months. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Did, was she playing guitar before? No. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's impressive. So we, we hired I, her. I didn't know that was possible. <laughs> well, 
Well, I mean, <laughs> nice. The album is not overly complicated, but Fair. it was still really impressive for for me. That, wow. that she 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 learned the whole album nice. four months. Why some determination based before? So I was like, well, GG. <laughs> Incredible, yeah, yeah. So wow, we, we, we we hired her for 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 the the the, ba- the, the base post. Mm-hmm. Now the base place, I don't know. Um, <laughs> English sucks. I'm sorry. No, I mean all those things work. I like base boost. <laughs> yeah, that's good, man. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So that's so cool. I mean, that's a, that's an amazing journey, man. And from what I gather now, then you spend a lot of time uh, in your 20s, like studying the opera stuff, and so now you have. Like you're a professional opera singer, bass opera singer, and you and you get contracts to do opera parts. Um, well, you coach. It's the beginning of a career. I mean, okay, I'm yeah, yeah. The career, but yeah, I got some work still. My uh-huh. 26 years, but uh, I give lessons also. You know, to yeah, to, sure. Know, so you're vo- so you're coaching vocals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coaching vocals and and uh, and doing some contracts. Uh, I'm still a young bass, so mm-hmm. I still got unfortunately time to end well that's good i think that's fortunate <laughs> rather yeah, than unfortunate and, and unfortunate at the same time sure yeah sure you know I mean? but so you you've got that and that's your kind of main gig um but then obviously you've got phoebus the night which we've spoken about you know and for the majority of this episode and you've got heartlight as well with naomi uh, i want to to bring heartlight to a level with live shows uh mm-hmm. some members and naomi wants the same we we got an album already written just had to to record oh, it incredible uh it's gonna be a great album i love it i can mm-hmm. say because I, I did i'm not the composer so you know I yes <laughs> uh cool. yeah yeah it's gonna be great and just just to to complement the, the the story of of Phoebus the night uh when we needed musicians of course i called my old friend adrian to play the guitar uh-huh. with whom I, I i formed my first band yeah and, and for guillaume it's a crazy story uh, we 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 didn't manage to find a drummer that could play the double bass the double bass parts and stuff. So yeah. I was sick of it. I I got on YouTube. I wrote French metal drummer, <laughs> and his YouTube channel is called Metal Drummer. So I ended <laughs> on his channel, watched an Eluvati cover to check the double bass. It was there. I sent him a message, and this is how how it happens. Perfect. And we, we got a perfect chemistry between between all of us. So it, it's great. Oh, that's so good, man. Yeah, I think that that's so perfect. Like, you know, with your childhood friend in there as well. And um, he's an amazing guitarist as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. by the way. And then, yeah, you know me, your wife. And, <coughs> you know, like, yeah, that sounds fantastic. It sounds like you guys have such great chemistry between you. And everyone's wearing these different hats. And, and it's a real teamwork, man. And. Ah, you've got all the perfect ingredients for, you know, all your success, man. So that's so cool. So, so yeah, you know, um, that sounds like a really great balance of things, man. The opera stuff, the Phoebus, Heartlight. Um, I love Heartlight as well, man. Those songs are, are really fantastic. Perhaps I'm, I'm going to have to speak to Naomi sometime and, and we can focus more on that. <laughs> I'm sure she will be happy to to do that. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah, well, man, I, I, I really appreciate you being really uh, generous with your time because, um, you know, I know we were, you know, on a little bit of a tight one and, and you know, I really appreciate you um, going into that stuff, man. Uh, it's so cool to hear more about your story, your journey. It's a really interesting one. Um, I love hearing about all the Fever stuff, man. So good. 
Uh, there's still no doubt like we could speak about a million other things, but let's do it another time. Yeah, man. And I, I think later, yeah, we, we got <laughs> a good a good bunch of info here. Totally. And I, totally. Really, I, I want to to thank you for, for this interview. It was really great to talk with you. Uh, th thank you very much, William. Oh, absolute pleasure, man. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of Creating a Universe. A special thank you to Adrian for joining me. I really enjoyed this one. Be sure to check out Adrian's band's Phoebus the Night at linktr.ee forward slash Phoebus underscore the underscore night and Heartlight on social media at Heartlight underscore music. Links will be in the show notes. That's all for this one. I'll see you next time.